0: Ethiopian peace talks begin as rebel Tigrayans suffer military setbacks. Will this African nation be allowed to settle its own future without any further interference? Negotiations between the Federal Government of Ethiopia and the insurgent Tigray People's Liberation Front began in South Africa on the 25th of October, as the latter's military defeat appears imminent. The civil war in Ethiopia started after the TPLF attacked a federal army base in November 2020. Representatives of both the TPLF and the Ethiopian federal government arrived in South Africa's executive capital, Pretoria, in October for negotiations that were mediated by the African Union's High Representative for the Horn of Africa, Olusegun Obasanyu, Obasanjo, South Africa's former Deputy President, Fumzil Mlambo Nguka, and former Kenyan president, Uhuru Kenyatta. The civil war in northern Ethiopia appeared to be nearing its end after nearly two years, having begun on the 4th of November 2020, when the TPLF attacked an army base of the Ethiopian National Defence Force, ENDF, in Mekele, capital of Ethiopia's northernmost state of Tigray. Several reports claim that the ENDF has already entered Mekele and that the TPLF's leaders have fled the city. While these reports remain unverified at the time of writing, the TPLF's capacity to defend positions in its stronghold has been severely hampered after the Federal Army captured several strategically important towns and cities around Mekele. Under the circumstances, the question remains whether the current negotiations will be peace talks or about an exit strategy for the TPLF, observed Kenyan journalist Karanya Gakuka, who has been following the developments closely. While reiterating that the ENDF will endeavour to avoid fighting in urban areas, a statement on the 8th of October by the communication Service of the Federal Government Confirmed that the ENDF has taken control of the towns of Shire, Alamata, and Korum without fighting in urban areas. Among the largest cities in the Tigray state, Shire lies only 140 kilometres to Mekele's northwest and is equipped with an airport. Between 170 and 180 kilometres to Mekele's south are the towns of Korum and Alamata. Predicting that the capture of Shire was imminent, French journalist René Laforte, who takes pro-TPLF positions, had tweeted on the 16th of October that once Shire was taken, the TPLF would no longer have the military capacity to prevent the ENDF from eventually reaching Mekelle. The TPLF has been incapacitated essentially due to lack of munition, he asserted. With a military defeat thus appearing imminent for the TPLF, United Nations Secretary-General Antonio Guterres raised the alarm that the conflict was spiralling out of control. The Ethiopian Prime Minister's National Security Advisor, Redwan Hussein retorted by saying that the conflict was spiralling when being expanded to other regions. The TPLF has twice taken the war to Tigray's neighbouring regional states. Its first offensive beyond the border of Tigray came after the federal government declared a unilateral ceasefire on the 29th of June 2021, and withdrew from Tigray, the troops it had ordered in soon after the TPLF's attack on its base in Mekele. The TPLF made rapid advances southward, Stealing over 1,000 trucks from the World Food Programme, and using them to transport Tigrayans, including child soldiers, who were allegedly conscripted under threat and used as cannon fodder in human wave attacks. During its assault on the neighbouring states of Amara and Afar, the TPLF was accused of committing atrocities against civilians, including burning villages, the mass killing of civilians, and gang rapes the TPLF had reached almost 200 kilometres from Ethiopia's capital, Addis Ababa, by the end of last year. At the time, the US government of President Joe Biden, whose diplomatic manoeuvres were all aimed at depicting Ethiopia's federal government as the aggressor, appeared to openly throw its weight behind the TPLF. On the 5th of November 2021, A ceremony was hosted in Washington, D.C. to inaugurate a new coalition against the federal government, comprising the TPLF and eight other armed groups, some of which were allegedly fictitious and created only on paper to amplify the apparent size of the armed opposition. But the TPLF's advances were reversed in spite of the foreign support it received, and in spite of what many Ethiopians perceived as the UN's partiality in joining with Western attempts to depict the federal government as the aggressor while largely ignoring the TPLF's atrocities. The ENDF, along with the militias of Amara and Afar regional states, drove the TPLF back to Tigray. However, Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed ordered his troops not to pursue the TPLF into Tigray. After encircling the TPLF inside Tigray by the start of this year, the Federal Government declared a ceasefire in March, in order to enable the much-needed flow of humanitarian aid. The TPLF reciprocated, and the ceasefire held out till August. However, in August, the TPLF questioned the credibility of AU, which had been working to lay the basis for negotiations, and called for Western intervention instead. This happened shortly after envoys of the United States and the European Union met TPLF leaders in Makele. On the 24th of August, the rebel group resumed its warfare. The TPLF invaded the neighbouring state of Amara once again, on two fronts. Its westward offensive aimed to open a corridor to Sudan, which is known to be supporting the TPLF while the southward offensive was an attack on the strategic district of Raya Kobo, which borders Tigray to its north and Afar to its east. The highway between Mekele and Addis Ababa passes through this strategically important district in Amara's North Wallow Zone. Successfully defeating both these attacks, the ENDF went on the offensive, wresting control of several strategic towns and cities from the TPLF, and advancing towards Mekele. Coming against the backdrop of a looming military defeat for the TPLF, Guterres' remarks about the conflict spiralling out of control provoked a quick response from Red One Hussein, who pointed out that the conflict had in fact been spiralling when the TPLF was on the offensive in the neighbouring state. Now, it's just being extinguished. Aid and services to follow soon, Hussein remarked. The Ethiopian GCS's statement on the 18th of October added that the government of Ethiopia is carrying out the necessary preparations and will coordinate with the relevant humanitarian agencies to provide humanitarian aid through these areas that have come under the control of ENDF, including via the Shire Airport. Videos have since surfaced from ENDF-controlled areas showing the distribution of food aid that had been apparently hoarded by the TPLF. The TPLF's denial of food aid to the families of those unable or unwilling to fight in the war against the federal government has been well documented. By the time the TPLF broke the ceasefire and resumed hostilities on the 24th of August, nearly half of the population in Tigray was in severe need of food aid, according to the World Food Programme. The situation in northern Ethiopia will come to an end. Peace will prevail. We will not continue fighting forever, Prime Minister Ahmed said on the 20th of October, the day when the federal government accepted the African Union's invitation to take part in the peace talks in South Africa. He added, I believe that in a short period of time we will stand with our Tigrayan brothers, For peace and development. On the 14th of October, US State Secretary Antony Blinken again referred to the TPLF as Tigrayan authorities, and called on the ENDF, which is alleged to be receiving support from Eritrea, to cease their joint offensive. Repeating Blinken's insistence on a negotiated settlement, the European Council said in a statement on the 17th of October, The European Union calls for an immediate halt to the joint offensives launched by Ethiopian national defence forces in collaboration with Eritrean defence forces and a full withdrawal of Eritrean troops from the sovereign territory of Ethiopia. While neither Ethiopia nor Eritrea have acknowledged the presence of Eritrean troops on Ethiopia's territory, the two governments do have a cooperation agreement. Eritrea has a considerable stake in ensuring that the TPLF is not resurrected. It was the TPLF which had led Ethiopia into a war with Eritrea while it ruled the country with the backing of the USA after coming to power in 1991. Opposition parties and free press had no space in Ethiopia under the TPLF's rule. After being deposed from federal power in 2018, Following massive pro-democracy protests, the TPLF was reduced to the status of a regional party, in power in Tigray alone. It opposed the peace agreement signed between Eritrea and the new Ethiopian federal government led by Abiy Ahmed. This peace agreement was followed by a tripartite agreement for cooperation between Ethiopia, Eritrea and Somalia. Historian and former Ethiopian diplomat Mohammed Hassan maintains that these agreements toward resolving the conflicts between the countries and people in the Horn of Africa undermine the ability of Western governments to pursue their interests by projecting military power. He therefore argues that the USA and the EU are using the TPLF as a proxy to reignite conflict in the region. Quote, The TPLF has taken away a convoy of 1,700 trucks from humanitarian organisations, as well as from the government. These foreign powers didn't utter a word. A huge amount of fuel was robbed by the TPLF. These foreign governments didn't say anything to condemn the act of this terrorist organisation, remarked Aragawe Berhe, chairperson of the Tigray Democratic Party. He added, They are doing this simply because the TPLF was a loyal servant of theirs, and they want to push the legitimate government of Ethiopia to accept the TPLF and give it a share of power, so that they will come again through the TPLF to execute their own selfish desires. End quote. While the USA and the EU have been calling on Eritrea not to intervene in this conflict, The Ethiopian diaspora demonstrated near the White House in Washington, D.C. on the 23rd of October, condemning U.S. interference in the TPLF's favour. At a similar demonstration outside the EU Commission on the 20th of October, one protester held up a placard confronting the European Commission Vice President, Joseph Borrell, who recently provoked a controversy by referring to Europe as a «garden» and the developing world as jungle. The protesters' placard read, Joseph Borrell, don't forget that African lions live in the jungle. On the 22nd of October, millions took part in mass demonstrations held in 20 cities across different regional states of Ethiopia, according to the Ethiopian news agency. No more proxy war. Disarm TPLF stop elongating TPLF's survival in the guise of negotiation, and Tigrayans are our people and TPLF is our enemy were among the common slogans raised at the demonstrations across the country. We had a state before the European states, the US and the rest. We had a structured government, religion, language and law. We had never surrendered to colonialism, and never allowed foreign powers to run our country," said renowned Ethiopian actor Debebe Eshetu, while addressing the demonstration in Addis Ababa. Taking aim at Borel's garden and jungle comparison, which was widely condemned as racist, Eshetu said, "...some with a colonial mindset call our part of the world a jungle. We want to remind them about the victory of Adwa." referring to Ethiopia's victory against the invading Italian forces in 1896. We are the lions of the jungle, whose roar has silenced a colonial ambition, he added. Thanks for listening to Proletarian Radio. at thecommunists.org and register as a supporter.